episode 429. Should I get my kids technology? Kathy Van Ben Thyssen. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Hi, I'm Adam Lewis Walker, founder of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one personal leadership podcast that is also a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tows and Tactics to Thrive, and also a TEDx talk for how to rise up. You can see a theme here, but please do check these out. If you like the talk, if you like the podcast, you will love the book. The book is the best of the best, and it's available on Amazon. This podcast is brought to you by The Talk Accelerator, helping thought leaders increase influence, income, and impact by achieving their talk. How to secure and smash your own TEDx talk. If you'd like to find out more about how you can get onto the red spot, please do head over to talkaccelerator.com. That's talk, X-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-O-R.com. Get to the podcast. Okay, this week, it's definitely one for the parents out there. We have author of Before Giving, Kathy Van Ben Thyssen, on the line, she's a teacher, coach, a mum. We're gonna be talking a lot about giving the parents the tools to help prevent their kids from becoming addicted to technology and a few other things along the way as well. But firstly, Kathy, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? I am. That was quite a brief introduction. I feel like we hit some of the main points, but is there anything you'd like to add or highlight? What are you all about at the moment? Uh, well, I have been, I've been teaching for 28 years and I get questions from parents all the time about, uh, should I get my kids technology? And I always kind of laugh and say, are you asking me as a teacher or as a friend? Because if you are, then I would say no, because I, I really, I've seen the changes in kids and I, the later you can start it, the better. So, and then I, I met uh, my business partner and we decided that uh, this might be something that we could help parents with. And that's how we developed the book. I was a teacher as well for 10 years, not quite as long as you. Some people take this, this sort of the approach, oh, you know, kids are going to be, they need to get into this because this is the future. And then I, I lean mass, massively towards just like, hey, it's one of the things, once you go, you can't, it's very hard to go back once you kind of introduce them to a load of stuff. And we limit, we limit screen time and tech time because they are just like moths to flames. Like my boys are <laughs> upstairs now on their timed tablet turn as we speak. Oh man. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to be listening very hard as well as interviewing you to your responses and your tools <laughs> and tactics on this. Can you tell us a little bit about your origins? Like where are you speaking to us from today? Where are you originally from? I know you're obviously a teacher for a long time. Okay. So I am, um, I'm from New Jersey. I live in uh, central New Jersey, which is people call it the Jersey shore. Thus us that live here. We actually call it the beach. Um, and I've lived here, oh, <laughs> I've lived here all my life. And uh, I actually married someone that went through the same high school that uh, we went through the same high school together. We just didn't know each other um, in high school. And uh, I've been teaching in the same school district 28 years. So I've been a fourth grade teacher for 28 years now. <laughs> wow. Fourth grade. Ah, oh, awesome. My son's uh, just into, uh, he's just finished. No, he's just finished fourth grade. So I, I have to get out of the way. Have you ever watched even an episode or an, a, a, like a second or anything of Jersey Shore? Oh, no, because that is not what we're like. Here. I know, but I thought, I thought you'd be like, what is all this rubbish Jersey Shore? I've got to, got to check it out just to see no, what, I, what is being put out there. No, my, my, some of my friends will watch it and they'll be like, Kath, have you watched it? I'm like, no, that is not how we act here. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not even gonna watch it because then they might get like they get more people. They get paid or something for people watching it. I'm not oh, watching. Exactly. It. 
okay it is like car crash tv i have to say i've, I've had a peek and oh my goodness you, you are not missing anything is all i can say so, <laughs> oh my goodness right <clears throat> so talk to us about how did you you know get to the point of authoring and uh, your book before giving to you know putting a book out because there's you know obviously i was a teacher i feel still feel like i'm a teacher in some ways but there's a lot of people who have a book in them and there's a lot of people who want to do a book. Mm-hmm. Why have you done this book talk? And what is the concept be- kind of behind before giving? So I, I actually never thought about writing a book. Uh, when I met um, John, my, my business partner, we, he had said, Oh, he had started it. So it wasn't like really glamorous. He'd actually, he's in uh, the technology field and he had started um, helping older people learn how to use their devices. And as he started doing that, and they would talk about their grandkids and how obsessed they were with their devices. And he said, oh, I wonder if, you know, we could put something together for parents on how to maybe limit that a little bit and, and really use technology more as a, as a tool instead of just entertainment. And I had uh, just finished grad school and I had a degree in um, learning design and technology, which is developing you know, information for adults. And when I met John, he's like, what if we put a book together for parents to help limit kids? And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. And that's how, that's how it started was because as the longer I, I mean, 28 years is a long time. So when I first started, there was zero technology in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I no, we, even my computer, like my grades, when I put them in, I would actually have to do it. I'm like, write it in a book and write it like hand, write, hand write it. I can remember doing I, that. I, yes. it, so that wasn't, yeah, I can remember doing that. I like that. Yeah. But I had to, I had to change pretty quick. That was only near the start of my, uh, my reign as a teacher. <laughs> like I actually had to have a calculator out and put the numbers in and calculate kids, the averages. So like, that's how I started. And then, um, as we started to get more technology, into the schools and and just in in life in general and i i started seeing i I think for me as a teacher i started seeing the attention of kids almost as though they needed to be entertained more so i could be doing a math lesson and if i wasn't you know singing and dancing and you know spitting wooden nickels they were like oh so boring can we have something else and they always want to do stuff online like oh can't can't we go you know onto yep. you know a computer program and and do multiplication instead of having to listen to you talk about it or do actual pen to paper and that's when i really started realizing and then um my other real eye opener for me was when parents come in for conferences and the mom and dad would be sitting across from me and it would come up more than you would imagine. They would say, what do you think? And they're fourth graders, so they're nine and 10 years old. And the parents would say, what do you think about us getting them a cell phone? And I'm like, really? At, at, why? Like, well, if they're ever not with us. And I said, but let's be honest, when, when is your nine and 10 year old not with an adult? Like, when are they ever not with an adult? And all their friends are at school. Like, they're with the sim all the time. This, their busy social life. They got to coordinate mis- meetings and stuff. I'm just, yeah, I, I, yeah. And, oh, and I want to hear this. <laughs> I, and, for, and for me, that, and, and this has been in the past five years, it's been a lot, like, more, more than you can imagine people asking me, what do you think? Should I get my kids' devices? And I would be, you know, in the classroom teaching, and we'd hear, you know, a ring. And I'm like, 
who's, whose book bag is ringing right now? And the kids would go, oh, well, that's my mom. Okay, why is your mom calling you? You're in school right now. Like there is zero reason. So then I had to start telling kids, you know, make sure your devices are powered down. And I think for me, that was really just seeing that more and more kids, when I, when I do a survey of my kids in class and say, how many of you have a device of your own? It can be a cell phone, an iPad, that's your device. More than 75% of my class is saying, I have a device. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, that adds to the peer pressure of that, like that 25% that don't, they feel a definite social kind of pressure to, oh, all my friends have got it. And this is, I'm not normal if I don't have one. Yes. Which is, yes, which is it, obviously sometimes they, tr you know, try and say, oh, but so-and-so's got one. Uh, everyone's got one. I should have one. And then parents, some parents will start thinking, oh, maybe they should have some or oh, one. Ugh. Yeah. And that is, and that's, that's so true because that's, that's the pressure is the parents feel the pressure because everyone else is doing that. And like for, for our own, I have a, a 16 year old now and a uh, 12 year old. And I remember when the, the 16 year old, she was going into uh, intermediate school. So that would be like, tw she was 12 at the time and we were going to get her a phone and we went to a talk and they actually talked about, um, this, it was, it was so sad, a, a 12 year old who committed suicide because he was cyber bullied. And my husband and I left there and we went home and we said to our daughter, absolutely not 14, you'll be 14 before you get a device. And I Ooh, think I like we the were sound of that. I like the sound of that, yeah. <laughs> and we stuck to it. Like, you know, my husband would be high-fiving each other, fist bumping, going, no, we're staying strong. And we had, there was a lot of pressure. I mean, I think we were dubbed the meanest parents in the world. I'm not sure. I think she did a survey of the entire yeah. world. I'm ready for and that we, title. <laughs> I'm ready to take that title on because, yeah, I love it. I was thinking at least teenager. So the 14 yeah. is pushing it a little bit more. I like that. <laughs> but if you look at, but if you look at um, one, of the, one of the things that we put in the book is that, um, the the big tech people, Bill Gates, and you know any of these, they send their kids to technology free schools, and they don't allow their kids to have um, technology like a cell phone. Uh, when Steve Jobs put out the iPad, people were asking him, "Oh, what do your kids think of it?" And he he actually said, "We don't we don't let our kids have technology until they're 14." And I was like, "14 tech gurus? Okay, I'm going with you. Be 14." And my son now is 12, and he actually said to me a couple weeks ago, I know I can't get a phone until I'm 14. I know how you and dad are. I was like, good, good, I'm clear. I like the clear know? boundaries. This very <laughs> alpha, I like it. Oh, this is good. This is good stuff. If they've got it, they just get sucked in more than like, I mean, a lot of adults just get sucked in. I think the majority of people are like, oh, I could do with spending less. And before you know it, you've just wasted half an hour doing some rubbish that was pointless. Mm -hmm. And for a kid, though, they've got not that. They don't have as much self-control, what you think, as as most adults. So <laughs> no, and 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 that's a, that's such a perfect statement. Is that if adults don't even have enough self-control to stop it, what are we thinking that we're going to give these to kids? And say, I mean, I know parents say, oh well, we can we can limit the internet, we can limit their access, but don't be so sure that they can't get by it, and that they're yep. they're viewing things that they shouldn't be viewing or they, they shouldn't have to deal with at 10, 11, 12 years old that, that is just, it's, it's not appropriate and it's really not fair to them. And I feel like the younger that we give them devices when you go out to dinner, think about going out to dinner with your family. How many people that you look around the restaurant 
and when we can go out to restaurants again, look around the restaurant and look how many people are on their devices. Oh, it's one of my pet and, peeves, this one. Yeah. Oh, that like, try. So my husband and I, when we, we, t we always take our kids with us out to dinner because we always say, well, we don't, you know, they're only going to be with us for a little bit longer. So let's, yeah. we always bring them with us. And we go out to eat. There's no devices are allowed to be out. I have my cell phone in my purse just for time, but not for anything else. And we bring in games. So we have this miniature. I actually should have brought it in with me. It is the cutest. It's um, trouble. You know that game trouble where you push the button and you you go around the board. It is a miniature one. It's like this oh, big. Yeah, yeah. And we play it at the table. Or we'll bring in Battleship. It's again, it's like a little. Oh, I love like, Battleships. We hit Battleships. And yeah. this is what we do at the table. And when I tell you, Adam, consistently, every single time, waitresses or waiters will come up and say, oh my gosh, you're not doing on devices. You guys are actually playing games and talking with each other. And my husband and I have always said, like, that has to be the case. Like, eating and, and having that time is that conversation time and, and connecting. And we always talk, oh, we always do it with the kids. Huge you're less likely to do drugs and alcohol if you have dinner time together. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> but, but I always do that. Yeah, the device-free dinner. I mean, if someone's listening to this and they think, oh, they've let all the rest is just gone. It's too far gone. The kids are on devices. But just carve that space out where you're like, device-free yes. dinner. Just, I, it's huge. And because there's always a reason to flex them rules as well. Because even in this house, there's always a reason. Oh, but this. Oh, but that. And it's just like, yeah. hey, no. Device-free dinner. Like, it's half an hour likely. Or something like when you're at home, it's, yeah. it's it, got to be done. And, it's huge. And it is. And it's like have no TV, no, like not just you guys sitting and having conversation. And, and, I, and I think if you're not used to it, it it's kind of starts off as awkward. And it could be something as simple as, hey, how was your day? But if they're only going to answer like one word answers, then the way you yeah. do it is like what was the best part of your day or what was something that made you smile today or something. So you can ask, you know, more open-ended questions and still have a conversation. I mean, we do, you know, would you rather questions? We'll be like, would you rather go to the <laughs> beach or, you know, sit at home? And if, you know, I, I can, we can, we, we laugh about it and then you have to give a reason why. And it, it ends up that you really enjoy, I mean, especially with this whole COVID thing, we've been eating dinner home even more. And we just like, we just laugh at the dinner table every single night and there's no devices. And, yeah. and you know what we're finding our kids are helping making dinner more. They always clean up the table. They put their dishes in the dishwasher. And it's like all these yeah. things that you just do because you're not locked into, oh, let me check my phone or, you know, because the phone is supposed to be there for your convenience, not to make yeah. you a, a no, I, lo I love dinner times and all the things you're talking about <laughs> and talking about kids tactics. So if they are being a bit awkward with the transition, one of my boys, uh, he, uh, he's a bit, he likes to do a bit of a speedy and to try and get back to something else, whatever he's playing with or something like that. So he'd be like, can I leave the table now? And we're like, no, you've got to hang out of us for a bit. <laughs> then oh my no, God. Like speed, like there's no bonus to just shoveling your food. So you can be out. <laughs> so you have to ask me the table, but it's still like, no. It's good if you want it. If you want to eat your food that fast, that's fine. But you're not getting out of dinner any quicker. Let's just chill out and just catch up. Oh, so, uh, I, no. I completely, I completely agree because the rate of speed at which you eat your food. See, our rule is that you're not allowed to leave the table until every single person is done. So sometimes, you know, we're like talking more, and my husband would be like, "Okay, can we like finish eating?" <laughs> yeah. Like, 
oh yeah okay that's fine we do it to finish but no one's allowed to leave until everyone yeah. is finished yeah because we got the, the other extreme my other son he's the slow eater he's the one who's usually talking and then we all look we're all eating and stuff we look up and he's he literally starts eating when we're finished i don't know i think he he just doesn't yeah he just if there's people there he's talking basically he's he's a, he's a slow eater but that, that's all good that's all good so in terms of your journey who helped awaken your alpha I'm almost embarrassed to tell this story. And this happened 30 years ago. And still to this day, I re I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. So um, I told you I played softball. I will, I still do. And um, I was playing on, uh, it was probably like 19 or 20. And I was playing on a rec league. And I was playing shortstop. And the outfielders kept missing the ball in this one game. And it was we were like starting to lose because they kept dropping the ball. And I went in in the second inning. And I, I can't believe I said this would you like me to go show you how to catch the ball? And they were like, <laughs> what? So I go, you know what? Go ahead. Go, you go out there. So I went out there and Adam, I'm not joking. I played shortstop all through high school. In my junior and senior year combined, I did not make more than 10 errors combined playing shortstop. I went out to play outfield, two innings. I dropped the ball 10 times. 10. I was like, I got it, I got it. It was over my head. I got it, I got it. And it would land off to the side. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so embarrassed. And I apologized to my teammates. Um, and I said, I will never again, I will never again treat someone like that. I, I want to be a leader. And leading by example is one thing, but your words matter. I was so humbled. And at the end of the season, they gave me the award for the most changed <laughs> Um, athlete and I was like oh, okay well thanks and to this day like when I mean I, I do play on competitive teams and I will never like being a leader and your words matter I've been teaching for 28 years and I will never you will never hear me say I'm an expert I I'm learning every day I, I want to get better and that one thing right that day I will never forget it and I when I even tell the story I always go I can't believe I said that and, and, as, and as a teacher, so if I bring this back to the technology thing, um, there, there are things that I do in my classroom that I know that people are like, really, you, you do that? Like, for example, no one at recess time, if they have indoor recess, um, they are not allowed to use technology in my room. They're, it's just pure, don't, don't ask me. I, I said it, we're not doing it. You must, and I go, talk to each other. And they all crack up and they're like, well, when you go into my classroom during indoor recess, if it's raining outside, Kids are playing Legos, kids are playing card games, kids are playing Connect Four, and they're all having conversations. Mm. And to me, that's what we have lost. The, the more technology is an awesome thing, it really is. But when we use it merely as entertainment, I just, I, I can't. And it, those, that little thing, that personal interaction and people having conversations with each other, I don't wanna, I don't wanna see kids lose it that ability to be able to look an adult in the eye and have a conversation because we just spend so much time in devices with our heads down. When I met John and we started writing this book, like I, I wanna make a difference in the world, like not just here in New Jersey, not just in, like in the world, because this is something that this is, goes across all, all generations, all, all ethnicities, it doesn't matter who you are, we all have access to these devices and unless we kind of rein this back in a little bit i'm afraid like in you know 10 15 years 
people aren't going to be able to have conversations with each other because, and they're not going to really be able to have like deep, meaningful relationships because we're so addicted to our devices. Yeah. The parents like me as well, who are limiting and you just talk about the limiting thing, but um, the interesting thing about that is even if you say you limit it to like 20 minutes a week or something like that, the interesting thing for some kids and it's the rest of the week, their mind is still on that 20 minutes and asking, <laughs> can I have a go on this? Can I have a go on this? When can I have a go on that? So the thing that I've noticed as well, even when you're, you're quite strict on limiting, their brain and their, you know, their anxiety, their stress is taken up still with that device, even yeah. though they might only be getting like a 20 minute hit that has dominated their day in terms of that is their whole day of thinking about it. Then they might get their 20 minute eventually, but then they're still thinking about on when's the next hit. It's very yeah. addictive. So even though yeah. I'm just thinking of the pitfalls of the, the, the time limiters with your book. I mean, is there any other sort of the tools for parents to prevent kids from becoming addicted to technology that we haven't really touched on some of the key things, pieces, and you just think are important. So I, I think, I think really it's about education in, in anything. You, you don't know what you don't know. So we take, we take you through a book. It's, it's 15 activities. And each activity kind of highlights a different area of technology that we say, ooh, that's, you know, we're, we're a little concerned about it. So for our example, there's one, um, it's called uh, The Never Ending. And how if you look at... Um, YouTube and, and Facebook and Instagram and all of them, once you finish a video or watching content, it just scrolls to the next thing. And so we, we, we give them this video that they watch and then they have a, a, a discussion, a parent and child have a discussion. And it's about making them aware that this is a problem. Because sometimes people don't even realize that it is a problem. And there, what, there's a, a one we do on, on texting. And um, again, it's, it's about awareness because everyone says, oh yeah, I know that texting and, and driving is bad or texting and, and any walking or riding a bike is bad. But until you actually see it and then have a discussion about it, because when you raise the level of awareness, when you know better, you can do better. And that's what I feel like parents, sometimes people don't know what they don't know. They think, oh, well, it's not really that much of an issue. But it is. Listen to the listen to kids when there there's an, another video that we um, that we put on, and it has three generations, and it has the grandparents, the parents, and the kids. And the grandparents talk about like all the fun stuff and everything they did when they were little was outside. The parents, everything that they talk about is outside, and the kids are like, oh, well, I'm obsessed with, you know, playing Fortnite. I'm obsessed with doing. What, whatever video game it is, or I'm obsessed with emailing my friends or texting. And the shocked look on the parents' faces when they realize what it is that their kids are really interested in, they're like, the, like a couple of parents and grandparents are in tears. And that's what we try to do with a book is to raise the level of awareness so that we're not saying technology is bad, but when you use it solely as entertainment, when, you know, even as adults, we just sit on the couch at night and just scroll through Facebook or scroll through and, you know, our, our partner's sitting over in a chair and we don't really even have a conversation. It's raising the level of awareness so you can say, you know what, let's, let's put the phone away. I mean, even like dinner time, it, it, even if people can come away with, 
all right, at dinner time, we're not going to use devices anymore because it, it, I, I know that it's hard. And I think that's why we developed the book for ages seven to 11, <clears throat> hoping before they get addicted, because once you hit the teen years, if you've allowed it to go on, it's really, it, you, uh, you know, it's, it's really hard that's to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and, and that's really what we're, we're hoping to accomplish with this is that to raise a level. And it's not, it's not even, it's like, it's a program that we have. It's not, it's not like a, it, it is, it's in a workbook form, but it's a program that they go through, you know, every day, every other day with their kids and sit and have honest, meaningful discussions. And then they, they come away with a promise at the end. They, there's a little promise section where the parents and kid initial, like, for example, with the texting one that the parents promise not to text and drive and the kid promises if they're still not driving yet, um, you know, not ride their bike or walk and, and text. And then they, that the, at the very end of the, the program, there's the 15 days, all the promises are listed and you can, you can copy it and, and frame it if you want and say, these are the things that we've promised to each other. And if you can keep five of them, like it's better than not keeping any of them. You know, oh, yeah. you get one and, shot. And once, and once you've established your norms as well, I mean, I, I think it's important not to judge other people. Like if you see them like sitting at dinners and stuff, but when I'm sitting at dinner with someone or even talking to someone, and obviously I feel like, and this is obviously more recent because obviously they didn't get brought up specifically with a, you know, a smartphone mm -hmm. when they were a child. But when someone's got to the norm where it's completely natural and normal for them to not feel like it's rude when they're talking to me to be scrolling through their phone at the same mm -hmm. time, I'm dinner. I'm not joking. There's not many things that get me like, that. and I'm just like, wow, this is the most disrespectful thing ever. And you're just, you're doing it casually in my face. And I usually, I just stop talking and just stare. I'm like, I'm just like shock. <laughs> and then it's almost like, I'm listening. I, I, like what? And they're like, I'm listening. Like, why have you stopped talking? I'm like, I'm just like, wow. And then slowly, but not always the penny drops. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh, no, no, you, you're busy. I'll wait till you're finished. I like, this clearly is like something serious going down. I'll, I'll wait till you've, you know, put out all the fires that have to be done now and on your phone. And then I, I will we'll go from there. It's like, yeah, wow, wow. But th that's, that, that's the surprising thing of this. It's because obviously there's a lot of people who are having them conversations. Someone's probably on their phone talking to the person in front of them. That person's probably on their phone kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'm listening, talk. And they're having a conversation like that. And that's, that's seen as okay in that world. And I'm just like, man. Whew. That's, that's the thing is, is like, I don't, have you ever um, like heard anything or read anything with Simon Sinek? He says like, you don't, you don't get to say that you're present. The other person says whether you're present oh, yeah. or not. And that I, I completely agree with you that when I'm talking to someone and they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, it's okay. Like if, if you're that busy, that's fine. We don't need to have a conversation, but please put your phone away when, when we're talking. It's just, to me, that is, it's rude and it's disrespectful. And, and these are adults that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and so they, yeah, they were not brought up, you know, with smartphones in their hand. They, this is a, yeah. you know, something that's been learned over the last sort of five, 10 years. I've just thought of a scenario where, you know, good people and I'm, I'm sitting there and I, I think I looked around the table and there's nothing, we're just hanging out. And I'm, it literally was a clean sweep of people on their phones. And I literally sat up, what the hell am I doing here? Like, what, what is anyone doing here? You could just be at home. Yeah, I think I left pretty soon after that because I thought, 
this is a waste of time. Like <laughs> this is just, ah, anyway. My, my um, sister, she's like giving me some like great parenting advice along the way. And one of the things that she said to me was when you're in the car and your, your kids, you know, friends are in the car, no devices are allowed to be out. They have to talk and have conversation because they say some stuff that you're like, what? I can't believe you're saying this. And I'm sitting here, I'm driving. My kids have friends and they're in the car with us and they'll all come in and they'll all have devices in their hand. And um, my kids know enough to say, oh, my mom doesn't let us have devices in the car. We have to talk to each other. But it's like, it's little things like that that you can do. And even as a teen, like that is something where you can like, you can do that. You can say, no, there's no devices allowed in this car. And you create a little, a little, a little retreat. Cause that yes. person as well, even if they're not from your tribe, that means they're like at first like, ugh. but then after a while they will know that's the rule. And it just yeah. it creates that little break for them. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it's, it, it's amazing because they'll follow it. Cause I'll be like, Oh, you want me to pull this side if you need to do something and then you put it away. And they don't like, they don't argue. So you don't want to be mean when you say it. you can like say it with yeah. a smile on your face. Yeah. You're like, Oh, that's just, <laughs> that's just the rule. <laughs> so I'm like, it's her role. I'm like, okay, yeah. good. It's our role. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're we're going to start wrapping this up now. So as we jump into the alpha round, is there a particular quote favorite quote that really kind of sums up your approach to life or just a yeah um favorite quote you know what i i think um whether you think you can or you think you can't you're right i that's like one of my i say to my class all the time when someone goes oh i can't do it it's hard whether you think you can or you think you can't you're right like either way is that Henry Ford? I, I know he said one like that. There's versions. I don't, I think it might be. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. I actually do um, affirmations in my class every single day yeah. and they all take one and they read it. And that's like, that's one of my, and my second favorite I love is champions in any field have made a habit of doing what others find boring or uncomfortable. I love, I love that one too, because it, you know what? One. You have to, you have to work at it. Like it's not just going to, it's not just going to come to you. Yeah. And apart from your book, obviously, is there any other impactful books to you or just a book you read at the right time and you're just like, oh, I really, you know, it's an all-time favorite or just really had a shift you know, for you? You know what? Um, the, uh, I, was, I mentioned Simon Sinek. He, did, uh, he wrote a book. It's called Together um, is Better. And um, it's just like this little inspiration book. And it's, it, it, I just love the book because it's about being a leader, like being doing stuff together. You're always going to get more done than if you do it by yourself. But being a leader isn't a title to attain to. It's, again, caring for the people that, that are in your charge. It was like 100 pages, but not because the book is like small and you can just go through it really quick. That's one of my, nice. my favorite. And from your network, is there anyone who you think would be a great interview for Awaken Your Alpha? I would actually say Simon Sinek. I think, ah. I mean, not that, not that he's, <laughs> I'm going to call him, he doesn't know who I am, but I think he would be, I think he would be amazing. I'm on it. I'm on it. He's coming. Then. I just, <laughs> he doesn't know it yet, but he's coming. <laughs> and if people want to continue the conversation, what's the best way for them to connect with you and follow up? Um, so our website is beforegiving.com. And um, my personal email uh, would be kathyv at beforegiving.com. 
And that's, uh, that'd be the best way to get in touch with us. Awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure today. Thank you so much for sharing the time. Thank you, Adam. This is great. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. This podcast is brought to you by the Talk Accelerator, helping thought leaders increase influence, income, and impact by achieving their talk. How to secure and smash your own TEDx talk. If you'd like to find out more about how you can get onto the red spot, please do head over to talkaccelerator.com. That's talkxcelerator.com.